Hey, howdy, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, uh, the podcast that is making more annual uh, salary than Aaron Judge is currently, because you don't get paid <laughs> for the playoffs. So I am officially making more money than a Major League Baseball player. Strats. And as you can't tell by today's theme with hats, uh, hey, we're doing that thing where I talk about sports once a year. Uh, we did this, I think, a year ago with the NBA playoffs, and it was a lot of fun, and people seemed to like it. And Baseball is my favorite sport, um, and I'm here to talk about the upcoming Major League Baseball playoffs uh, in a day where Chris Pratt debuted as Mario and some other stuff <laughs> happened uh, if, if <laughs> today, content-wise. Uh, but here, joining me uh, on this incredible journey of the America's pastime, uh, is two of my favorite humans uh, on planet Earth. Uh, going from my middle frame, uh, coming to us from the great Chicago land and uh, famed Chicago Cubs fan, and hopefully not a sad Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, first time guests for everyone uh, this time around. It's Lord Sturm. Hi, Sturmy. What's up? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Uh, I could tell the truth here and I, I think i will that i'm just waiting in the queue for to get into overwatch 2 so that's this is how i'm burning time <laughs> so you haven't moved from your chair for the last 48 hours <laughs> yeah you you can feel the heat coming out from my my computer just trying to get through the loading screen of that game that's uh, <laughs> go raw that's on that for, uh, I, I i told kimono i would mention it immediately at the outset but those cubs they played decent baseball in the second half so it was, it was a little bit more entertaining to watch and might be boding well for next season however as you mentioned we have uh, more pressing matters than next season to talk about there is always next year but uh we'll, we'll be talking about the playoffs Oh, yeah. And uh, as uh, hinted at uh, joining us again is, uh, again, another commentator extraordinaire, voice actor, and uh, a conflict of interest in your in one of your first-round matchups, um, as I believe you are a fan of both the Mets and the Padres. Am I oh, correct in my I, remembering these things? I, it, it's funny you mention that, because I am uh, <laughs> a bit of... <laughs> Bit of a bit of a connoisseur of both. I, I I did a bit before where if you're listening like audio only or something, I apologize, but I am holding three Mets hats at the same time, and I might sound a bit muffled because I can't I can't fit them all on frame at the same time. I'm a. It's it's you know what? At the very least, I do get to say one thing, which is that at the end of these three to five games, I'll at least be rooting for the Dodgers to lose. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, it is indeed uh, Kimona uh, joining us from uh, all the way ac across the the land where the sun is probably still up. So, thanks for joining us, friend. How are how are you doing? How how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm feeling good uh, because I've finally got a week off from like traveling and stuff, and the <laughs> sun is ba barely barely up. I can still see the sky, which is something, but. Uh, yeah, I also, I have an entire bowl of Cheetos. I'm probably going to be a nuisance this entire <laughs> podcast because I'm a little goofy today, but that's, that's probably for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Listen, we, today. we, yeah, we encourage a little <laughs> bit of goofy as a treat in these lands. Also big fan the of Storm those, was talking uh, about me being a nuisance. I'll be, I'll be clear <laughs> about that. It's okay. At least two. Listen, our two, three of our teams are in the playoffs, and the Sturm's watching from the sidelines. So, if Kimona keeps summoning hats out of nowhere, I'm gonna have to go into my closet and dig out oh. some of my some of my vintage Yo, I'll be collection. Right back oh thing. no! Oh god, it's happening. I this, think this I have is a podcast where we all ditch Koopa in the first ten minutes. 
to go find some hats. I think I have a 1998 <laughs> World Series official Yankees hat in my closet somewhere. Whoa. Ooh. That's a ooh. <laughs> Well, how about that? Go Cubs, go! <laughs> I'm not. Very I'm not nice. going to be wearing the national hat because they're not in the playoffs. They're losers, and they don't get to have yeah, fun. Uh, but they did make a very a good amount. city connect up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, we are all not not Washington Nationals fans on this fine. I remember. Game, so. I remember, like at the end of the season, because obviously, as a as a native tri-state area person, um, you know, I I get a lot of s you know a lot of Mets games. Naturally, and they showed like the NL the NLE standings at the end of the season, and uh, the Nationals were about forty six and a half games out of first place. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, kind of a definitely, hey, definitely a rough year. As it turns out, when you trade away Juan Soto, your team gets worse. I it seems like that just is a natural progression. <laughs> it's weird how that works. It turns what out letting us. Patrick Corbin make thirty five starts in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty two <laughs> is a strategy. When I found out he like how bad he actually was, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the Yankees it's, almost signed him for that much money. Like they hello? they did a reverse Jordan Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They, they, initially, they were like, "Oh yeah, take Jordan Zimmerman away from us." I don't I don't want that anymore. And then they were like, "But Patrick Corbin, though." Well, the yeah. Yankees are really good at just like finding that eleventh gear on a pitcher, right? Like that. That's just kind of been unless you're Sonny Gray or Frankie thing. Montas, <laughs> but you know we're not gonna talk about that just yet. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, today was uh, t- today was quite the day. I'm actually did, did Patrick Corbin win six games this year? Am I, am I uh, calling that correct? Oh, so there like Jacob some- Degrom amount of wins? Yeah, so that means he's pretty good, right? <laughs> there, there ERA of six thirty one. Nice. Where the Nationals. They didn't record a pitcher win, like a starting pitcher win for like 70 games in a row or something. I'm going to have to uh, look that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, I could believe it. I'm uh, I'm just looking at a Google Patrick Corbin and they show like the, the last three starts that he had. And, you know, September 14th, pretty good start against the Orioles. Which is a sentence that would mean nothing a couple years ago, but it's <laughs> kind of something this year. And then he went point. He went two thirds of an inning against the Braves, and then the next time out against the Phillies, he gave up seven runs and ten hits in less than five innings. So that's that's yeah. a good summary of the season. <laughs> yeah, starting up a record of. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Patrick Corbin that's ended Washington's good. record forty three game drought without a starting pitcher earning a victory. Yeah, and he still put up a record of six and nineteen this year. So, <laughs> Zoink Scoob. Um, that's but yeah, that's that, unfortunate. <laughs> he'll be trade bait somewhere next season, probably. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about the good teams that made the playoffs this year and expanded Major League Baseball playoff format, uh, which feature. Which again, I'm always a fan of of expanding the playoffs. And let me tell you, what a wacky day it's been. Like we were talking about. So if your day started at five in the morning like I did, you probably saw the latest episode of She-Hulk, and that was fun. <laughs> uh, if, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, followed by a post- behind. Oh boy, no spoilers, <laughs> but man, that's uh, that's that's a good courtroom drama. Um, followed by a Pokemon direct that happened later today, which featured uh, ham sandwiches and giraffes that wear hoods. So if you're into that. <laughs> Hot topic I, the sandwiches <laughs> bit took me out. They were like, and now what you've all been waiting for sandwiches. And I was like, 
Yeah, I love a good sandwich, so I'm into it. Hey, don't get me wrong. Don't get if somebody <laughs> said that in real life. Yeah, I would be popping off. I'd be like, yeah, sandwiches. Give like, me one. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tired of Pokemon shoving curry and 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 you know bonbons down my throat. Yeah, give me a sandwich. Give me a good old fashioned sandwich that I can feed to my Pokemon. Because cured meats is not going to like make them sick or something. Whatever, it's it's fine. So like um, this is something that's always been a question for me as a very casual observer. I haven't played a Pokemon game since uh, since uh, the Pearl remake. That was the last one I played. Okay. Uh, or, or no, sorry, sorry, no. Uh, the silver, I was silver, silver. So okay, it's, it's okay, I was gonna say one of them is very longer. recent. <laughs> the last, the last original one I played was Pearl, and then the last remake I okay. played was Soul Silver. Um, so just regular animals, I guess, exist as livestock in the Pokemon universe. And there's like a difference between animals and Pokemon. And it's, it's, they they very particularly avoid that entire subject. <laughs> just like yeah. completely right and yet they there don't... are sandwiches with presumably deli delicatessen style meats <laughs> i that the, are the served only by thing butchers. i know is that you can you can eat slow pork i i feel like if it, they always stray away from the idea that anything could be taken away from like a a dead pokemon pokemon don't die they faint and it's like well <laughs> if you take a slab of meat out of them like that's that's not shearing a mareep. That's 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 taking a slab of meat out of them. I I, I don't it's know good. if they've <laughs> ever like shown regular animals in Pokemon. No, I don't think they have either. But like they've, I don't know. You can very clearly eat like burger patties and stuff in the games. Like I don't know. It's weird. It's 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 a the slaughterhouses are dynamic. conveniently off camera, right on like the route. Like you're walking down Route One. <laughs> And just there's a big factory in the background, and it's like, oh, I wonder, wonder what uh, what Fannie Mae's making over there. <laughs> I did a slowpoke tail. That shit looks real good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's beside the point. Rich. And then, yeah, so you know, so that's a thing that also happened today. And then we all get blessed with hearing the worst Italian accent of Planet Earth uh, with the debut trailer from New York Comic Con of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, featuring <laughs> the the voice acting chops of Chris uh Chris Pratt as a uh, as Mario. <laughs> any 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 quick thoughts on that? Anybody? Any- <laughs> I'll I'll say this much. Um, I was surprised that I didn't watch the trailer and immediately just go like, "Yep, okay, this is gonna be." Oh boy, okay, that's oh no, that's. I was surprised <laughs> that that wasn't my reaction. Like I came out of that and I was like. Let's see what happens. It might be something. <laughs> it, well, that it, it was kinda, my. Okay. I saw it and I was like, I mean, Chris Chris Pratt has the <laughs> what? What would you say? Like, just the the acting intrigue of like a, a granite kitchen a counter. Down. Like, it's it's nice. It's there. You know what a granite kitchen counter looks like, but it's just. <sighs> A thing that's <laughs> sitting there. It's not wowing you. Like that was that like that was nothing. And I expected nothing more or less. I it's basically exactly what I expected out of Chris Pratt. What I did though enjoy was the fact that I was right about the thing I posted two weeks ago where I woke up literally in a cold sweat at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> while I was trying to go to bed and I realized, oh my god, this movie's gonna be an isekai, and then it is. <laughs> oh my god it is fuck god damn it 
It's uh, it's literally an isekai, and I woke up and I was like, "This is the only conceivable way that they could do this. This is the Isekai's only way all that the Chris way Pratt could be Mario." <laughs> God, what a what a country we live the, in. The uh, live action movie was an isekai. Yeah, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show that as well. Is true. Like, that's how it's always been, baby. It's the only way to do it. Apparently, if only, my my they, my thing about the Mario movie is exactly the same as my thing was before we knew the Sonic movies were going to be good. Which is, my my stance on it was, you know, it might not be great, but at least, you know, Jim Carrey's Robotnik. That was, that was my stance on it. And I was like, Jim Carrey as Robotnik will at least carry my personal entertainment and make my dollar value at the, the theater get to the finish line, right? That was my take on it. And then that movie ended up being great. And my opinion is Jack Black has that carry potential, that star potential, especially, and I think his, the impression he made in the, the short teaser trailer was excellent. And um, I love Jack Black. I think he'll be super great as Bowser. On that yeah. note, I feel like Keegan-Michael Key is wasted on Toad. He is so wasted on Toad. He could, okay, be, so he could be doing so many other things. Now, here's the thing. What if Keegan-Michael Key voices... Every toad. Oh, okay, I'm on board again. I'm he voices no. No, you got 75 toads. All every toad that shows up in the movie is him doing a different voice. That would be divine. <laughs> I just need to I hear Seth so, Rogen no. do the like. Now that I know what like it's going to be, their voices coming out of these cartoon characters, and that like we can actually hear Seth Rogen do the Seth Rogen laugh through Donkey Kong. Like it, this movie, this movie, this movie's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna kill. But yeah, I, 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 I thought. You're you're a big monkey. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I definitely echo the same uh, thoughts as Sturm. Where it's like, listen, I'm arriving for Jack Black in what is the most Jack Black role of all time. Like, I, I, I love Jack Black, and you can definitely tell yeah. like how excited he is about this. And like Chris Pratt talking about like stomping Koopas. I'm just like, oh my god, it hurts so bad. Like, it I watched the main blue screen. It, it would hurt me, both physically and like literally, as a as a fellow Koopa. It hurt. It pains me. Chris uh, but Pratt the trailer has looks- struggled to pretend to be like a regular <laughs> human being for a very long time, so I'm not surprised at all to see how that interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I still don't forget what happened in Infinity War. So, but that's a that's a. That's he- <laughs> The the way that he talked when they were like I I was blessed with the fact that I like caught it late so I just like skipped past that but from what I heard of him talk it sounded like it was it, it's like he does like there's not a soul in that body it is just like a slab of meat and bones and there was a lich that possessed it and was <laughs> making the vocal cords make the phonetic sounds that we would perceive as words. <laughs> there's there's an enough there's an enough legal drugs in America that's gonna make that accent sound any better. But we're gonna try AI generated Come. voice actor. <laughs> yeah, so you stay tuned coming this oh, no. April, April seventh, uh when the Mario Brothers movie hits theaters and probably hits me in the gut. Uh but yeah, and now for our main topic today. Baseball. So, like I said, we're all yeah. like-minded, big fans of baseball. Uh, the Major League postseason has uh, arrived. Why it's playing in my background? Was that you? Know, so it's playing something. Not I said the goose. Did anyone else just stroke out? Not I said the, me. 
<laughs> anyway, right. moving well, right along. While you figure that out, I'm going to go raid my closet for some more hats. I've, I've waited yes. patiently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so while we do that, we will, exp- we will explain uh, the, the, the joy and the... Uh, the hubris we feel coming into this uh, postseason. So, uh, come on, how do you, how do you feel about this expanded uh, postseason? Uh, you know, uh, adventure that Major League Baseball is taking, uh, and also kind of tweaking the the format rounds a bit. How how do you feel about this as a longtime fan of the sport? I I'm not very much a baseball traditionalist per se. I think that there are some things that like I like to keep around. I think that adding what literally one team per league to the playoffs is not that big of a deal. In fact, I think it actually makes things really nice for one. Um, I enjoy that. It gives some teams an incentive to, you know, let's say, Oh, we're going to win our division, but ah, whatever, like we're not going to be the number one team. Now you have a reason to fight to be like the number two team, uh, you know, in the, in the AL or in the NL, right. I'm looking at you teams in the NL central, Right, where if you win like three or four more games, you might be the two seed and then you get a bye. But if you don't, then you end up being the Guardians or you end up being the Cardinals and now you have to fight an extra round in the playoffs. And I like getting one more team in there because things are close enough to parity in those areas that I think we'll still get some fun wild card races and things like that near the end of the season. But getting one more team in there is nice. It is, it is never in my, uh, in my DNA to defend the Cardinals. In any, <laughs> any context, so yes, you're correct that you should you should yell at the NL Central, right, for for dogging it a little bit and not going as hard as it could. But at the same time, you've got how many 100 win teams in on four? The I NL believe. East? You got two. You got two in the NL East. You got uh, the Dodgers. Just how many? They won one. 111 games. 111 games. They won every game. They didn't lose a single one. <laughs> Why? And the Yankees, unfortunately, couldn't just get over the hump of uh, of 99 wins, uh, losing two out of three to the Texas That's Rangers. That's a little depressing, man. They were they were on historic pace. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> my, my, my soapbox <laughs> is warm and ready. Uh, but yeah, so, sir, so, sir, I'll take it to your, your, your uh, ooh, 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 that's a good one. This is oh, he the best no, White though. Sox hat, but they, the White Sox are the most mid-team of all time th- this year. They are so depressing. Definitely the but most disappointing team this season, IMO. Like, they, 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 they are, they are definitely, you were, we were all promised that the, the White Sox were bringing a pizza home, and then they brought home a plain cheese pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you hate to see it. Uh, oh, oh, did you get that when you were in Fenway this year? Yeah, I did. I went to Fenway for the first time to see a game. I had been there for a tour before. Here, I'll probably Ooh. I'll probably wear this Tampa Bay hat for the rest of it. Yeah, I've got some how fitting because more, we some are more Cubs ones. I need a bandwagon, a, a playoff team. So. <laughs> what a team to bandwagon is that is going to be the first team we're going to talk about in this wild card round. So again, if this is your first time watching a baseball game, the way that the play the 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 postseason bracket breaks down is that the the wild card round is. Not just a singular game, winner takes all. It is now a best of three series, which then winner goes on to the divisional series, which is a best of five series, 
Winner of that those series moves on to the a, to the respective championship series, which is a good old fashioned best of seven. Winner of that moves on to the World Series, and then uh, I guess we don't get the uh, the charm of Joe Buck this year uh, on the uh, the old Fox broadcasts. So I don't know how I'm going to celebrate this year, truthfully. But that's uh, <laughs> stupid here, nor there I'm, yet. I'm kind of hoping that we get some more Wayne Randazzo. He did he did such a good job on on Apple TV. I want him to get more I'm stuff. I'm a fan, definitely a big fan. Matt Vasquez, uh, the Cubs, the Cubs have uh, Boog Skiambi do their. Mm. They do. He does a lot of work on ESPN now, so I don't think he'll do too much. He's play. the voice he might, of MLB do, the show now too. He'll do ESPN radio, I think, for for a lot of the playoff rounds. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing K Rod for the, the ESPN broadcast. So I think my uh, <laughs> my my regional sports are uh, my regional broadcasters are dead. So uh, you know I can bury Michael K and, and uh, the SNY guys <laughs> until uh, you know the winter time. So Ron, need Ron Darling for... usually does the playoffs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Ron does do the TV. We'll, we'll get games, some Ronnie. So I'm a fan. I'll admit it. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's that's what we got stacked out here. So. Uh, the field is set, and uh, Serb is going to, again, kicking us off with, with the, the, actually the first game of, of the day tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be the Cleveland Guardians, not Indians, Guardians, your AL Central uh, winners, uh, going up against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, making the postseason for the fourth straight year, I believe. Uh, that, that's that is that I heard in passing on MLB's YouTube channel uh, is correct. Uh, I believe they finished. They finished second or third in the AL East. I want to say it was third because I they think Toronto third. finished. They, yeah, because Toronto finished second. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the starters are announced for this yet, but I imagine it's going to be Shane Bieber versus somebody. I think McClanahan's not a uh, still yeah. Injured, is he? Sh- Sh- Shane, McClan- Shane McClanahan should be should be the pitcher. He was. I think he came back like right. on base. He yeah. came back right before the. Uh, the playoffs i want to say uh, i know that because my brother had uh, shane mcclanahan on his fantasy team and would not shut up about him because <laughs> he would strike out a gazillion people just, the dude the dude is absolutely an ace he i mean he was just I, I i figured that he would be good like eventually right i just i didn't realize how quickly he ended up <laughs> being like major league ready and then just struck like i was ready for like you know shane boz this year Right, you know, like the like a couple of the other guys, like, but then McClanahan was just like, no, actually, I'm one of the best pitchers in baseball, and shut up, also. Yeah. And I was like, I will do both of those, sir. Thank you. Also, the Rays getting uh, Yarborough back at the end of the year, uh, you know, definitely helps as well. Um, glass I mean, now, too. I'm a, I'm glass now, yeah. So there's there's there, again, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's pitching depth knows uh, knows no end. Uh, but I will say, in, in, a, in a season of surprises, like we mentioned, you know the the Chicago White Sox being one of the biggest duds, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how good the Guardians were this year. Um, so, uh, how, how do you guys see this this series shape shaking up in, in a best of three series? I you know well, I I'll, think I'll, that it's for for anything. Uh, sorry, Stern. We have a we have a little bit of a delay, and I'm trying to I'm still trying to reconcile you're with good, that pacing. But uh, I I think that for for better or for worse, I mean, the whole series is going to be determined by like which team gets like one or two big innings in a single game, and then pass it off to the bullpen. Right? Like, I, 
Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's is morally questionable and but still good. And Cleveland also has like, you know, the the crazy good back end with Karen Check and uh and Clace. But it's I I look at those two teams and I'm like, well, the the offense is there sometimes like in bursts, but it's not like consistently reliable like the Dodgers or the Astros or whatever. And I'm just sitting there this like if they chain together like three or four hits in an inning, then they probably just win the game. Yeah, it's going to be pitching focused for sure. That's that's how both of those teams make their bread and butter. Is uh, well, I also need to mention uh, <laughs> one thing that's interesting about this postseason is I'm pretty sure every other postseason or yeah, every other postseason team other than the Rays and the Guardians is above the league average in MLB payroll. <laughs> and the yep. by 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 a pretty pretty sizable margin. Um, the St. Louis Car I, I pulled up the payroll stats because I was really interested in figuring out how how the payrolls shake out in this postseason. When I figured out when you told me that this is the first matchup, uh, the third lowest payroll in the postseason is the Cardinals at 170 million annual uh, payroll. Wow. Uh, the, the stat would have been ruined if the Brewers had made it, but fortunately I can revel <laughs> in the fact that the Brewers didn't make it. Then, <laughs> so, so the Cardinals are 12th highest payroll, so they're like pretty close to league average, just over it by a couple million. Uh, the Guardians are 28th, and the Rays are 25th, so they are they are basement dwellers when it comes to spending money. And that's how these these two teams have really made their their consistent, like they, they've, they've just had great pitching infrastructure from all the way down, right? Like, like they know how to scout other teams when it comes to finding out what kind of prospects they know will fit well into their pitching infrastructure system. Then they target them in trades using their cost-controlled relievers right before they hit arbitration, turn them into more cheap pitching that they then put into their infrastructure, and then they, they find diamonds in the rough. That's how they operate at just these such low payrolls. And uh, I know this because my... My uh, my official AL bandwagon team when the Cubs aren't doing well is the Rangers because I lived in Texas for five years, right? And they are dog water, as I'm sure you all know. And <laughs> they bad. traded with the uh, they traded with the Cleveland Guardians at the time they're known as the Indians for a pitcher um, who ended up on the Yankees. Do you know who I'm talking about, Koopa? <laughs> it is now it is now on the Tampa Bay Rays. And is now on oh. the Tampa Bay Rays. Do I, I think I know who it is. Oh, it's uh, Corey Kluber. Yeah, Corey Kluber. Uh, they tra- the there Rangers no traded for him on Corey Kluber's final year of uh, final year before he hit free agency. Corey Kluber threw exactly one inning and then was shut down for the season. <laughs> and that's where the Cleveland Guardians got their bullpen. Yeah, it was from the it's Texas cool. Rangers. <laughs> Real good for them. <laughs> and then Corey Kluber threw a no hitter in Texas on his bobblehead night. Yep. Yeah. The eleventh. Strangely <laughs> enough, as as decorated as a franchise as the New York Yankees are, only the eleventh no hitter in team history. Uh, I feel like that totally. number should be a little. Yeah, I feel like it should be a little bit higher. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a, a jack wagon fan. They've but. just never been about the pitching, though. Like, obviously, they've had amazing pitchers on the team. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but like, they don't they don't keep like most of them around as like 
franchise legends, at least not as starters. Obviously, there's, you know, enter Sandman, et cetera. But like you I, I feel like they're always just like, oh yeah, we're gonna buy nine million hitters and our ballpark is very home run happy. Yeah, I wouldn't so say it's, it's a, a clown ballpark. It's a ballpark for clowns. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm the, and I'm the clown. And of Anthony clowns, Rizzo maybe. thanks you. <laughs> yeah, 32, 33 long balls later, or however many it was. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely see pitching being the big theme in this matchup. And also just looking at like, I, I don't know. I, I'm a... I, I love Terry Francona. <laughs> like even when he was with the Red Sox, I'm just like, this, like it's, it's hard to, to dislike the guy. And again, nobody expected the, the the Guardians to be this good this season. But like they got a, a breakout season from Andres Jimenez. So that trade, that trade, I, I must say, the Francisco Lindor trade is one of the rare instances where the trade works out for everybody. Unlike the Tampa Bay Rays fleecing uh, the the Pirates and the Chris Archer deal. Like Ahmed Rosario had a really good season for the for the uh, Guardians this season, and so did Andres Jimenez, and they they were very two big components as to why this team is so you know so good this year, as well as Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. continuing to you know be you know uh, one of the best offensive you know hitters in the American League. So uh, I I don't know, man. I think considering like you look at like some of the 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 linchpins for like why people you know why Tampa is is so good in certain. You know, on certain stretches, you know, uh, Wander Franco has been kind of a, uh, you know, he's he's still hurt. He's still trying to work his way back. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty good about the Indians. Uh, you know, this. Uh, excuse me, the the Guardians. Uh, you know, coming around. Uh, this time, and that scares me because whoever wins that series has to play the Yankees, and I'm not. You know, <laughs> that's going to be fun. But I don't. Know. I, 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 I I think I, it'll I, be fun. I used to like the uh, the Rays a little bit more. They have they have them as fifty five percent favorites, which it's I mean, close. It's gonna be really right? close. I you know. I think that 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 makes a little bit of sense just because a lot of their guys are like I don't know, just like a little bit more major league experienced. Like overall, like especially when you start going down to like you know a couple of guys in the bench, a couple of guys in the bullpen. Right, because I mean, I, I'm looking at the Guardians roster resource page, and I'm like, yeah, a lot of the guys that had really good seasons this year, like we expected them to be good eventually. Maybe was, weren't expecting it to necessarily be 2022, but like the top of the order with, you know, Quan and Rosario and Jimenez, uh, all three of those guys together, and Josh Naylor continuing to be a guy that can hit somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not just saying that as a salty Padres fan, but like he hits the White Sox. Then, Hey-o. He sure does do that. <laughs> and like you look at that and it's like, oh, these guys are like very Miles Straw also had a pretty good breakout season two. Um like it's it's just a, a whole lineup of guys that it's like, well, they certainly have had a very good season, and then you wonder like how are things gonna change during the playoffs, right? Like, are they gonna be able to keep that composure? And I know that I sound like a 45-year-old, you know, the ESPN, like, ah, like the playoffs are really hard to play in. But like <laughs> it is like, how are they going to be able to keep it up playing more than 162 games in the season? Yeah. I will say if you look at how teams garner success in the playoffs, again, you know, Tampa's been one of the the, the golden models for this forever. It's just you're you're pitching, 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 pitching is all is all it boils down to. And again, I, I just look at like the, the end of the rotation for uh <laughs> for who's closing out games for you know the Guardians and you know Emmanuel Class has been like one of the best relievers in, in baseball all year. Like 
that that eighth and ninth inning between him and Clay Holmes in the All Star game, I'm like, oof, these guys are going to be you know killing it in the second half of the season, and then Clay Holmes turns back into a pumpkin, and Emmanuel Class continues <laughs> to uh, crush it. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think it's just you know the 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 biased Yankees fan in me, and I hate the Rays, but uh, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean. Again, it's it's going to be close, but I'm going to lean slight towards in these in these best of three series. It's hard, but you know whoever wins the first game obviously is in a great position, uh, you know to to, uh, to win two. So I think I'm going to lean slight Guardians here. Well, and and home field advantage too. Don't forget in the wildcard oh, series, uh, it's you just play in the one city of the the higher seat. That that's a big deal, especially when you've got like trumpets blaring, right? <laughs> well, we, can, we can get to that. Yeah, we can get to that at some point. We're both feeling a certain way. Uh, any, any final <laughs> predictions? Or how are we feeling, uh, Sturm? Where do you where do, where do you want to go? I, I'm I'll lean raise slightly. Just just again, just slightly. Like you, like you mentioned, I feel like that this one can go either way. Yeah, it's a, it feels like a total toss up to me. I mean, I, I'm also going to lean slightly raised although that's just me being biased towards they've been there before and they have some of the guys that have been there before but i'd rather it be cleveland just because that's funnier they also we, we mentioned the pitching as a strength they also like design their pitching for the playoffs right like especially the way they uh you know rocco Baldelli, just the way he manages right he he yeah no, he knows how to piggyback, and he knows how to like you know do the opener strategy, and and just make sure that every arm is fresh at any given time. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's true. So again, it, this it, it's what this is probably like in my opinion one of the harder matchups to to determine here. So, but I'm willing to uh, to hang my hat on on Cleveland, and uh, so I don't I, I, now. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'm reading off of ESPN's graphic they got here, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll go down the page. Talk about the other AL wild card matchup, uh, and the one that I'm truthfully a little bit more excited. You know, I, I'm a little bit more invested in this one uh, as you see the the cup <laughs> that runneth over as the longest playoff <laughs> drought in American uh, sports uh, has been broken uh, as the Seattle Mariners for the first time since 2001 that astute 2001 season uh, have made it to the postseason. Um, double cup, go, <laughs> double piston. <laughs> I'm sipping Mariners hype, Koopa. That's what I'm doing. I'm into it. I'm sipping the hype. Going against, going against the the four seed here, the uh, the second place AL uh, East component, the Toronto Blue Jays. After firing their manager midseason, have now made it uh, to the postseason again. So, congratulations, I guess. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for walking Aaron Judge five times in eleven pl- uh, plate appearances. You. Fucking cowards! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, no, but did it work? Uh, his OPS is crazy. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, though, so, uh, yeah. So we we get this matchup here between again a team that's been here semi frequently. I don't remember. Uh, you know, Toronto has at least been semi relevant. You know, for the last you know five or six years. They just the missed the postseason are, last year. Yeah, just missed it last year. But again, you know they're. Were they playing in Canada full time last year? I don't remember if they were or not. No, they were that that whole home situation was so messed up for twenty. <laughs> they were in Tampa, Canada, baby. <laughs> my, my favorite. They city. were in. They uh, were in Dunedin. God, what a terror! What a, what a what an awful thing. Tampa. They were in Buffalo for a bit. It was it was yes. all over. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mariners 
uh, here for the first time in a while. Uh, definitely one of the more fun teams uh, that I've had the pleasure of watching whenever I'm up late, uh, you know, just kind of scouring the ESPN highlights. Uh, you know, definitely made some some aggressive, uh, you know, win now moves, uh, you know, trading for the top pitcher on the market around the trade deadline, uh, Luis Castillo, uh, not New York Mets second baseman. Uh, Luis Castillo. In fact, uh, just want to make sure we're, we're clarified here uh, with that one. So, uh, yeah. So, any 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 uh, thermal start with you? Any 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 big picture thoughts you have here on your on the uh, the the uh, the Blue Jays versus the uh, the Mariners here? Uh, Mariners get bailed out a little bit by Canada dropping the vaccine requirement. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had many players. They didn't have many players miss, but Robbie Ray definitely missed the trip to to Toronto one time when when they went there previously in this season. And of course, Robbie Ray is going to be someone they absolutely need in a three game series to be on the ball, especially because again, it's in Toronto. Uh, if if Canada didn't drop that, that would be such a gigantic home field advantage coming into October. But turns out yeah, it will be tough. even playing field. Um, I, I just want to see Vlad Jr. hit the shit out of the ball. That's all I want. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> Large yeah. sons hitting the ball just to the moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure the Biggio family and the uh, Guerrero family are all <laughs> wishing for the same thing. Um, yeah, it's funny when you mentioned the. I actually just read about the vaccine thing recently, because um, I remember it was around the time where the it was around the trade deadline where uh, the Blue Jays traded for Whit Merrifield, who also famously unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a tweet from account from a, from a baseball account. It was a screenshot of Jonah Hill from Moneyball being like, "Yeah, this guy's uh, Whit Merrifield. He gets on base. The only problem is he can't play in his home stadium because he's unvaccinated." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh boy, that's funny." Um. Yeah. Uh. Come on. Any. Any. Uh, uh. Big. Big thoughts here, and in a best of three series between these two teams. So I was. I was just surprised to to look at the uh pitching depth between both of them. I for, first of all, I completely forgot that the Mariners had traded for Matthew Boyd when I was looking through their their bullpen because they've just had him in long relief in there, which I just completely forgot about. Um. <laughs> and. I, I looked at both of these teams and thought they have a lot more pitching than I remember them having, like particularly the Mariners. I mean, now that top three is Gilbert Castillo and Ray, and then they've also got George Kirby and Marco Gonzalez behind them. And all five of those guys are really, really, really good. And then they've, they've got a great back end of the bullpen with Paul Seawald is suddenly turning into like a really good pitcher somehow. I don't know how that happened. Uh, they've got Diego Castillo and Andres Munoz to throw a hundred miles per hour past anybody. And Andres Munoz is just also turning into discount Edwin Diaz, which is interesting. Um, he's, he's like Edwin Diaz at home. <laughs> the, the, the Blue Jays, I, I was also shot. I looked through their, uh, their, their roster resource and their bullpen. And I went, Oh yeah, they traded for Zach pop and Anthony Bass to add on to Jordan Romano in the bullpen. And I was like, wait a second, these two teams are like, if they get to the seventh inning and they have a lead, which it'll be a fun time to get there because the Blue Jays will probably score more runs. But then who knows? The Mariners have Julio Rodriguez in their lineup, so anything can happen. 
Yeah, that's where I think like I'm like the the. the Julio Rodriguez, if he you know puts up the numbers that he's been putting up, one of the my one of my favorite players to watch this year in, in a spectacular rookie campaign. But also you know it's guys like Ty France, who I correct me if I'm wrong, was an All Star this season. I think he was. He was. Yeah, he uh, did make it on. Yeah, he was an All Star this season. You know, you guys, guys like Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, you know Adam Frazier, you know guys that have you know uh, been there before. Uh, really again, really solid lineup. Uh, you know, coming out for the. Uh, uh, for the the Mariners here, yeah. Cal so Raleigh Luis really has, turned into so, something special too. Yeah, he's nuts. a couple of, of Cincinnati Reds refugees on that uh, Seattle Mariners team, right? Because before <laughs> yeah. the season, they traded for Eugenio Suarez, uh, and he was a Cub killer for so long. <laughs> that dude, his seasons were just like he would hit two hundred one, two forty. 350 against everyone else and then hit like 400 500 <laughs> 700 against the cubs and it's like what the hell man this every dude, team's got that every team's got that killer man it, <laughs> it blew my mind and he it looks like he's finding like a, a, a second gear here in seattle and then the seattle fans really love him. and then that that i think that relationship that, that the front offices had between uh, seattle and cincinnati allow them to re-up on the, the trade, right, for Luis Castillo. And don't forget, they also extended him. He's going to be a Mariner for a long time coming. Yeah, I'm still salty about that. It should have been a Yankee, uh, but it's... I, I would have liked him you, as a free agent. I, I would, too. I just want to point out that that rotation is going to end up, like, even if they end up letting Robbie Ray walk, that rotation is going to end up being Castillo, Gilbert, Brash, Kirby, and Gonzalez down, or they could uh, trade Gonzalez somewhere and then keep Robbie Ray, and then all of a sudden they have a freaking Death Star. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that happen in, in my bingo card this year. Yeah, if there's anything I'm like, if I'm a little worried of, as a Mariners fan, Luis Castillo's last three starts were less than ideal, and again, he's the guy that, that you you know acquired to, to start these big game you know positions. But I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think like I like you mentioned, like the the, the seventh inning on is where things are going to get really interesting here because the Blue Jays can score runs. Um, I'm just I I'm that's why I'm personally leaning more towards Toronto in this series because they've been there you know they've been there before, and I think everyone's just going to be coming off the high of the of the you know the Mariners just kind of making it there like a, a la like when the uh, when the Marlins made the playoffs like a couple of years ago, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we're all really happy for Don Mattingly and everyone for, for doing this, but it's just like, I have fun. See you on the other side. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Come on. How, how do you feel? Are we, are we leaning? Are we leaning Toronto in a series? I, I think I'm with you as, as much as my, my heart beats everything Mariners and God, I love the Pacific Northwest and that team and everything about I, I think that it is possible for them to win, but every single game that their starters go in this series, they have to be just absolutely fucking impeccable because the Blue Jays, like you said, the lineup is too good. There's not really a single hole in that entire lineup, and their pitching is good enough to match what the Mariners can do to their lineup. They can do that to the Mariners' lineup with their pitching because they've got a good rotation. We got to remember that like they've got Alec Manoa and Jose Barrios and Kevin got like their rotations also very, very good. Um, I think I pretty favorably lean Toronto as much as I don't want to. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I'm leaning Toronto on that again. Home field also matters a ton. Interestingly enough, uh, 
Fangraphs has the Blue Jays only as 1% favorites. That's so 51-49. They have it even closer wow. than than the Guardians uh, Rays series. Which I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, like I think I think Blue Jays should take this one home. But I guess anything I mean, yeah. When when you're talking about you you think something's like in, in baseball, right? Like in in these series, it's like if you feel confident about a team, it's like a, a 60-40. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever. I don't know. Whoever has a better chance of being the Astros, because fuck the Astros. But oh yeah, we are this this playoff. The story of this playoffs is going to be how do we avoid Dodgers Astros again? Right. <laughs> by that, by as, as a bystander, that's my rooting interest. Avoid <laughs> Dodgers Astros. And now we move on to the uh, to the NL side of things, and I think I'm going to hurt Sturm first by talking about the Cardinals and the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. Uh, so <laughs> the Phillies quietly having a great, uh, you know, post Joe Girardi firing. I think they went 64 and 44 since they since after firing Joe Girardi in like early June, I think. So you know, mm-hmm. I, again, kudos to them in an expanded playoff format. I again, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs otherwise. I think uh, going up against everybody's uh, favorite story the last month or so, uh, Albert Pujols, uh, you know, raking it in, in, into over seven hundred home runs. Uh, you know, after a pretty dead first half of the season, and uh, the Cardinals are in the playoffs for what feels like the uh, the umpteenth time in forever. Uh, so I'll start with uh, I'll start with Komodo to to give Sturm some time to let his blood pressure go down a bit. So, uh, what 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 what, how, what are you looking at in the series? Like, what are are you are you excited? Like, when, who how, how do you think it's gonna, gonna break down here? I am of course excited. Uh, I <laughs> mostly because I would like to see the Phillies lose, not because I'm a Mets fan and I hate the Phillies, <laughs> but I'm. I'm a bit with the the whole idea of I, I don't understand how a team can just say, man, who cares about defense? We're just going to hit dinners <laughs> and then make it into the postseason. Like, I I enjoy a team with defense, and I'm, I'm flabbergasted. But then again, if you have a guy who hits 46 home runs in the leadoff spot, uh, then I guess you can do anything. Also, their, their <laughs> bullpen is a little bit, you know, uh, thin. Maybe uh, it's it's it, God. This Phillies team is so weird, and I don't know how they're in the playoffs. <laughs> you, you say their bullpen is it. thin. <laughs> their bullpen is thin, but this is the best Phillies bullpen in like twelve years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not historically bad. <laughs> Good job, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. It is quite something. <laughs> Good on you, Philly. You you got yeah. in there with. Five designated hitters rotating through three outfield spots. Real proud. And also they had to have Bryce Harper be one of those designated hitters, (laughs) which was also very funny. Who I think it should be is he he's been back right. I haven't like every time yeah. I catch a Phillies game is when they're getting smoked by the Mets for like ten plus runs. So yeah, and you're just um, like okay, great, everything is as it should be. Yeah, <laughs> David Robertson blows the save again. Great, love that. He he has to DH. Like the only condition that he's back is that he has to DH. He can't play defense. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Stern, how, how 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 do you feel here? So, uh, you you know you you love again. Cubs fan, famously. Uh, how do you how do you feel about all this this great Cardinals press the last uh, last couple of weeks? Uh, 
it's it's a time. <laughs> it's it's been a time. Uh, you know, it, it's so it's peak Cardinals, right? To to just steal another team's superstar for pennies on the dollar, extend them because their culture's amazing, and then watch them have the best season they've had in five years in their mid thirties. Because you know. What what are peak years? Albert Pools forty two. Sure, go go put up the best season you've had since you signed a three hundred million dollar deal. Um, Nolan Arenado will extend you for three hundred million dollars. Uh, go ahead and uh, just put up more Gold Gloves. Put up the best season you've ever had, and even if, even then, it's not going to be an MVP season because probably going to go to Paul Goldschmidt, who has put up his best season since forever ago. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna make up a guy named Lars Newtbar, and he's gonna just <laughs> cover everything and just I'm pulling names out of out of hats here, and they just I just summon two war, three war seasons out of nowhere, right? That's that's the cardinal way. Oh, we're gonna steal a starting pitcher from the Yankees who's gonna throw two ERA. Oh, let's resurrect the corpse of Jose Quintana. And throw him out there for a .7 ERA in September because sure. I just anyway, want to go on record. I, I just I just <laughs> want to go on record as much as a fan as I am of of Harrison Masturbator and as as much as as a fan as I am of having a plus center fielder in, in, in the field for the bro. Yankees, <laughs> bro. You're telling if you told me forever ago I was gonna is I had to choose between. Why? Why Jordan Montgomery of all people? He was like your third best relief, your third best pitch in rotation. That like was, I, the, I don't know what went for a guy that had plantar fascia. Mind. For and, and I get and I get shit. I get dog water at a Frankie Montas for fucking <laughs> five six starts. What the, the I'm sorry. trades I'm sorry. that the Cardinals consistently managed to pull off make. Absolutely no sense to me. Like they, they can't keep getting away they, with it. <laughs> they had to give up Carson Kelly to get Paul Goldschmidt, and that you know Carson Kelly's pretty good, but Yachty was going to play until he and Adam Wainwright both got uh, turned into you know eternal wizards Dust. or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Nolan, they got paid fifty million dollars to have Nolan Arenado. I still don't get that trade. I, I don't. I don't know that how is, they. That is the dumbest one do of these all things. Time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. The one, the one thing that helps me sleep at night is they let, uh, I think, Sandy Alcantara get away? Right? Yeah. Yes. They, yeah. Him that and was, that was the one they let get away. And a Rosarena. Yeah. A Rosarena and, uh, and Alcantara both. But that, okay, a Rosarena, that's fair, because it's the Cardinals' raise trade, and the Cardinals can't outraise the raise. That's just impossible. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That, is, that is very true. Um, yeah, listen, I don't know how... It's like Storm said. I don't know how they keep are able to get away with it. It must be something like the beer in Bush Stadium or something. But Albert Pujols and, and the was, central punting and the Brewers uh, remembering <laughs> that they're the Brewers. So yeah, a little, a little bit of good fortune going St. Louis's way. But I still think they're in a pretty good position in this series in particular, despite all of my salt. Yeah, I think so too. I like it's like again, Paul Goldschmidt having an, an MVP caliber season, probably going to win the NL MVP. Um, you know, Nolan Arenado continues to do great things while the Rockies continue to sign uh, Chris Bryant for uh, sixty million dollars a year or something like that. And, and he's, he played forty two games. And he played forty two games. Hit a single home run in Coors Field, as we all expected. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> 
What a terrible, what a what a terrible team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like again, they somehow are able to catch lightning in a bottle. They did it with Matt Holiday. They did it with Carlos Beltran. <laughs> they continually you know are able to do it with these you know these guys that You're summoning be my through. sleep paralysis demons, Koopa. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> oh man, uh, my mom was a also- fan, so it's me too. Yeah, it's tough. But like that was that was dangled over my head for every year of my life. Just like, oh, we're so good every year. Yeah, and me as a hey. Rangers fan had to sit there and go. <laughs> Hey, at least at least since mm. the Mets are in the wild card now, they don't have to play the Cardinals again in the playoffs in a pressure situation. Thank God, Probably. right, right. <laughs> Come on, so we, we both lived through twenty eleven. Three two curveball. Just saying. What 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 did you what did you say? You said a sequence of numbers that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> the year before twenty twelve. That that we all blotted out of our mind. Yeah. Oh, oh we lost Kimona. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> David uh gentleman by the name of David Freeze, I believe. <laughs> Natalie please. I don't yeah. I don't know no I don't know no David Freeze. I only have a brain freeze right now. <laughs> Anyways. What's that guy doing now? Look, my my dad stopped working for the Rangers after 2010, so I don't know anything about what happened after that. That's that's all I know. <laughs> that's that's, that's all I know. He wasn't there, or the Rangers don't exist. <laughs> all right. So assuming uh all right, assuming a a, a Cardinals rotation of uh, Wayne, some combination of Wainwright, uh, Montgomery, and Jose Quintana, probably, maybe. Not sure. I'm not quite sure. Uh, is Jack Flaherty not back? Maybe Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I actually don't he's, remember. He's, if he's been back in and out. Okay. Either way, I'm it's, going. It's Cardinals hard to tell with him sometimes. <laughs> I'm going Cardinals. IMO. I can't. I can't. I can't see. Like again, kudos to the Phillies for being able to to make it this far. Like somehow, by the grace of God, again, Aaron Nola, you know, one of the most consistent pitchers, you know, for the last like you know four or five years of baseball. Uh, JT Real Muto is a, is a top, you know, the top three player in his position in the NL probably still for a while. Uh, I just I I can't see him, man. That bullpen is garbage. <laughs> it is really bad. Like. You're having 39-year-old David Robertson shut down games for you. I'm sorry, man. It's hard. It's like as I love David Robinson again. Yankees home, They're, but the best the best reliever that they have. I love, by the way, just absolutely in love with the fact that the roster resource page on Fangraphs has four players listed as their closer. Um, <laughs> because eventually one of them will work. But the by by far one of the best ones for them. Uh, aside from maybe Sir Anthony Dominguez, is Jose Alvarado, who uh, notably is a lefty, which you don't want to have any of playing against the Cardinals. And, yeah. And we talked about how the, the the Phillies play negative defense. Uh, the Cardinals play some some of the best defense in the league. They've been, and they they've been always leading have. the league. Yeah, it's for yeah. the past couple of years, it's just been super solid defense. I mean, how can you how can you not when you've got Goldschmidt and Arenado at the two corners of your infield, right? And, and you can afford and you can Tommy afford Edmund. to give away hit Harrison Bader to the Yankees for their best starting pitcher and still have good defense. I'm so so upset. <laughs> <laughs> in regards to in, in the hierarchy of people who are upset, it goes uh, Jameson Tyone, me, and random <laughs> caller on uh, ESPN Radio <laughs> for the afternoon. So. I'm so pretty tired. We should get Raja and Nduha for Carlson, who says no. 
They should have. Ugh. Miguel and Duhar's another thing. I'll get there. I'll get there. We're almost there. We're almost there. You're gonna, you're I didn't even mention reanimating the corpse of Miles Mikolas. Oh, true. That's that's a thing. Freaking what a, what Cardinals. A, they're Freaking so good Cardinals. at it. They're so good at it. I'm Freaking we're all Cardinals, indeed. Anyway, so we're all leading Cardinals here, so they're going to... We're all in uh, agreement. They, it, it's, I've never been so certain, even though, like, just from, like, a, a player caliber level, if you match it up, like, it's maybe only, like, a slight advantage for the Cardinals if you do it head-to-head, like, objectively, but... We have to consider that it's the Cardinals, and therefore I have never been more confident in anything in my entire life saying that the Cardinals are going to absolutely ass-blast the Phillies. <laughs> I think – listen, I, I, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it. I think they're poised for – I think they're they're poised for a deep run. I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat Atlanta. I really wouldn't be. I would love that. Like, the, sto- the storybook ending is there. Like, all th- – like, you know, the three – all three heads of Mount Rushmore are about to retire. So, hey, how about we all – you know, dive into the mountain of, to the fountain of youth one more time. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would be. I, I I'm not saying they are. They are going to be in Atlanta because Atlanta is looking poised to make another run to the possibly another run to the World Series. Their Maybe. last World Series run in the year that we don't talk about was the uh, <laughs> the air quotes last year of Tony Larusa's managing career. So and now he's gone again. <laughs> What a guy! <laughs> uh, and now it's into the sunset. And now we hurt Kimona as we talk about uh, the final of our wild card matchups here. Uh, the, the Mets, baby. That's all about the Mets, baby. The San Diego <laughs> Padres and the second place. Uh, that is such yeah, a dope hat. The Padres hat. It's so. They're, good. They're, 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 love that they're, color. Their citywide uniforms are great. I, I am a, a huge fan. I almost bought it. I have the hoodie uh, from, from that collection sitting on my couch back there too. I almost bought a Darvish jersey in that color scheme. I almost did it. It's fine, but I won't. It's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> New York Mets, uh, newly minted, uh, second place in the NL East after holding on to the division lead for 180 straight days, I believe, until being swept by the Braves at the end of the season. Uh, so now I, I, will, I will start with Sturm as we let Komoda's blood pressure cool off. Uh, for for the time. Oh, I'm being, I'm so. not interested in doing that. I'm just gonna rile him up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's did talk you, about did Sturm. You catch that, did you catch that interview with Pete Alonzo today? Anyone? <laughs> nope. Anyone? Uh, so they're, they're doing you know press conferences before the wildcard runs, right? And uh, some reporter asked Pete Alonzo, uh, do you think it's unfair that you guys as a 101 game winning team uh, are forced into the wildcard position after getting swept by the Braves in the final like six games of the season? And he's like, uh no no it's it's not that it's he he says it much more diplomatically than I'm about to phrase it but he says no it's it's the whole it's the whole season right like we just got swept by the Cubs three weeks ago <laughs> and they did <laughs> the Mets did get they swept did. by the Cubs three weeks ago and Degrom threw one of those games yeah I gotta say Makes like you think. <laughs> It's 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 tough. I think a big theme again as someone that lives in the New York area. I've watched a lot of Mets games this, this year, and you know, when when this team is good, they're really good. There's a lot of good to talk about with the Mets this season. Again, Pete Alonso probably hit his way into maybe a second place in the NL MVP talk. You know, tied for the most RBIs in, in the, the season with Mister uh, Aaron James Judge. Uh-huh. We'll get there. 
Uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, Francisco Lindor having a great year after what was a pretty mediocre year for him last year. So, you know, proving that the trade was not just, a, you know, a waste of everyone's money. There is no Jason Bay part two, you know, for the time being. Uh, a slew of great offseason additions, you know, between Marcana, Eduardo Escobar, uh, you know, uh, Starling Marte, you know, am- among them. Um, you know, a, a lot of, of uh, you know, the again, despite you were missing your number one and two pitchers for most of the season, you get, you know, 14, 13 wins out of Chris Bassett. Uh, you get 15 <laughs> wins out of Carlos Carrasco. And, you know, you and Edwin Diaz has turned back into the closer that you traded for. And now with trumpets again. Uh, so, you know, there is a lot to feel good about, you know, with the Mets this season, but there's just a lot of times where, you know, typical New York sports stuff, you can't score runs, you know, DeGrom came back from his first start, couldn't get run support. It's as if nothing changed <laughs> and, you know, it's just, there's, there's un- un- unfortunately uh, some, some really bad instances of power outages. And I feel like the Mets definitely coasted more than they could have in, in, in the second half of the season. Uh, but yeah, it has now affected them here to where they're going to have to play, you know, not only have to play a first round series, but you're probably going to have to go into the next round if they end up beating the Padres with Chris Bassett starting against, you know, Clayton Kershaw or, you know, whoever, uh, you know, whoever. Plenty instead of, well, plenty, plenty of options yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah, instead of, yeah, paint so up the wall gonna, and figure out what they want to start. Yeah, you're looking to go to LA with with a starting, you know, games one and two with Carlos Carrasco and Chris Bassett instead of Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer, like they plan to do the whole time. So, I don't know. Now, granted, the Padres haven't looked, you know, unstoppable since the, since the Juan Soto uh, trade. They definitely have, have have faltered, and I, I definitely think they're, you know, I I still think the Mets should be favored here, but I don't know. Come on, are you? I, I've talked long enough. Are you okay? Are are, are you with us? Still? I. I enjoyed that you that you used the word the the phrase not unstoppable for the Padres because I feel like as a fan of both of these teams this may come off as a little bit of like you know uh, feeling whiny and maybe a little bit sad that I didn't that Daddy's money didn't work out the way I thought it would but uh, I, <laughs> I feel like these are two teams that really match up to be. Uh, the stoppable force of the San Diego Padres versus the movable object of the New York Mets. Um, <laughs> and it, it's it, it's going to be a series that I, I think that by the end of it, anybody who is not just all behind one of those teams is going to go, <coughs> man, that was a lot of fun. Both of these teams are so cool. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of us will just have uh, a lot of very high blood pressure. But I... I look at, you know, what we come into. And first of all, I mean, we talked about it before, right? Like, yeah, the Dodgers are next if the Mets beat the Padres, whatever. But also, like, a lot of their best parts of the season were done with no DeGrom and no Scherzer. Like, they had a lot of guys that stepped up and did really well. And some of those guys are still on the playoff roster as well. Um, obviously, the back end of the bullpen is amazing. Adam Adovino has returned to being, like, the the ace reliever that he was back when he was on the Rockies. Um, and I love that he's found his way again. Uh, the, the lineup, you know, has, has gone a little bit quieter as of lately, at least like a lot of the big guys have, although, you know, Jeff McNeil is back uh, Brandon Nimmo's not like hitting 900 or whatever, uh, or like 900 OPS or whatever, like he always does. Like some things are not like as they were at the beginning of the year, but also that's a good thing for some guys like, you know, Eduardo Escobar and, and Daniel Vogelback is hitting again, and we have Jacob DeGrom, which is always a good thing. 
Um, and to to sidebar for just a moment, I I have no ill remorse or anything about us losing the lead in the division because the moment that Jacob Degrom gave up like ten hits against the A's in two innings, I went, "Oh, we're okay, wild card, cool." I I, I <laughs> yeah, immediately realized at that moment that the Mets, even with a new owner and everything, we have not shed the mantle of kind of you know being that team. Um, but the Padres haven't either, you know, they, they traded away a lot of guys for Juan Soto. Who's been out hit by the guy whose name I don't even remember. That got called up by the nationals, the 30 year old rookie. I'm going to feel real dumb <laughs> when I, when I don't remember his name, but like that guy's, that guy's out hit him or whatever, but the, Frank Schwindel to electric boogaloo. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> the, and I don't know, like the Padres have a lot of guys that could and should be hitting, uh, and a couple of guys that shouldn't, but have been like Brandon Drury, who they traded for. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's again these this is two teams that are just like they're it's it's all about the rotation, and I would not honestly be surprised if, especially for the Padres, I mean, if we saw like you know you Darvish game one, Joe Musgrove game two, and then have you know Blake Snell go four and Sean Manaya go five in game three, like. That that would not surprise me even a little bit. I mean, and then you look at their bullpen, and that's also unstoppable. Like they're they're very good. Both of these teams are so good, man. This is going to be such mm. a fun a fun <laughs> round to watch. I have so much it to is, say about both of them. Yeah. It's it's my turn to be the the fifty year old ESPN pundit who's just been sitting on pardon the interruption for for twenty five years, right? <laughs> When we talk about Juan Soto and how he's been a little bit disappointing so far in his Padres tenure, but the thing is, like, him in the playoffs could just be the X factor, right? Him in the play, like, him in the 2019 playoffs, right, was just, he, he took Washington all the way to the promised land, and then, of course, they fell off a cliff and we never heard from him again. But <laughs> now, this could be the moment where he, like, he realizes his potential. And I think like, e even though San Diego traded like literally the entire farm to Washington for that trade, even if they don't re-sign Soto, if they go on a big run with Soto putting the team on his back, that just justifies all of it. Right. Because, uh, yep. ring, like, you know, flags fly forever. You know, the, that, that's what happened when the Cubs traded for Chapman in 2016 and they gave up, you know, like everything in, in that trade, but, you know, and then the we ring, got him right back. The flag, the the ring the rings and the flags they are they are permanent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, uh, they've got Juan Soto for another couple of years after mm -hmm. this season too. Like, it's not just a, a rental. He's got a couple of years of of arb left too. Like, that's that's great for them. You want to talk about uh, playoff people though? I I do want to not take away too much from the Padres because there's a very very good chance that they do just beat the Mets and then we just we all go, ah, all Mets. It's it's everything. <laughs> well. But um <laughs> Smiths. I, I will say that if you want to talk about uh playoff players, I look at the Mets team, I look at their whole roster resource page, and there is one name I see above anybody else on that roster that gives me hope that the Mets could win the World Series this year. And it's the fact that they have a guy on their bench by the name of Terrence Gore. And I, I don't care about <laughs> I don't care about Francisco Lindor or Pete Alonso or Jacob Degrom, Max Scherzer. No, the fact that Terrence Gore is on this roster means that something's going to happen. 
he's gonna he's gonna win us the, the was it the Taco Bell free taco? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see. I was gonna say he's yeah. gonna see the base of the World Series against the Taco Bell. Mr. Doritos taco. Locos, <laughs> dude. Yeah, doing God's work. Yeah, listen, listen. I would love to see a scenario where again a 100 win season from a New York team doesn't get flushed down the toilet. I think New York sports are better as a whole when the Mets and the Yankees are doing well, as I'm sure most people agree. I'm. It's but again, it's it's a toss up because again, are we going to get the you know the the Jacob Degrom and the Max Scherzer's that have been unhittable and you know have have been you know the the best pitchers in their respective leagues for the last you know four or five years, or are we going to get ten hits against the you know the you know the Oakland Athletics <laughs> uh, you know Jacob Degrom and you know it's going to be it's 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 going to be tough, but again, I think. You look at you, you look at the uh, the bullpen. How they you know they finished the season against again the Nationals. Whatever, uh, it, it was it was pretty cakewalky if you put it that way. But I don't know, man. Like when this team's right, it's it's hard not to it's 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 hard not to root against them. And again, I'm a Yankees fan, and I can say that with you know the, the you know without me throwing up into my hat. So I don't know. It's 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 definitely a toss up, but. Uh, you know, I'll, if if Jacob Degrom comes out throwing throwing heat, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm going to lean Los Mets uh, just because they beat the Dodgers in the regular season, and I can't wait for that for it to happen again. So, uh, sure, let's go. With, in 2015, Mets. yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: Jerry Familia is still in the major leagues. Uh, for those of you who are still wondering, uh, <laughs> just for the Red Sox. <laughs> I saw him on my TV. At least on the Red Sox now. Oh, great. I saw him on my TV a few weeks ago. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then I found out he's only 32, which is disgusting. Um, Sad. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to ride with the Mets for at least until uh, until L.A. Uh, How are you all all feeling here? I'll, I'll go. I'll go slight again. I, I don't think anyone can predict what will happen in this series with, with extreme confidence, but I'll go slight Padres partly because I'd like to see Dodgers Padres. I think that'd be super fun. That, uh, they they ran that in 2020, I think, and that went all the way to the last game. That was a super yeah, fun that's it. That is true. That'd be fun. Come on. I, 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 how are you feeling? Are you conflicted? Are you, are you going to, are you going to stand on the fence in this one? I feel like whichever team I give my blessing to is absolutely going to lose. But then again, how naive of me to believe that I have that kind of power over the fabric of the universe. So uh, I'll just I'll let that nihilism set me free and say, yeah, I'll go with the Mets to win this. Uh, I I think (laughs) just just because Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer are two guys that I don't ever feel like they they go into a game that matters and get. Like, like they don't scurry away from scary situations. They generally go into big games or big moments and they just go 120%. And when it's in the playoffs, every game is 120%, right? So I, yep. I feel like that's – between those two guys, it almost – again, just going to let my nihilism set me free and not <laughs> believe that I have any control over the fabric of the universe. But they're basically two guaranteed wins in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think the X factor might be the, that. Well, the X factor that differentiates between 2022 Mets and the LOL Mets we've known for like pretty much our entire adult lives is might be Buck Showalter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, God, he's been a guy. he's been a big deal in, in turning around the culture and, and starting to stop all the, the the shenanigans that the Mets have been so well known for. You know, like the media circuses and whatnot. He's just been a calming presence on that team. 
Yeah, I love that Mets guy making, so much. And the Mets, and the Mets, the last time the Mets made the playoffs was also the last year Buck made the playoffs as a manager. So um, I think again, writing the ship and kind of getting the right people in there again. The, the you know managers, I feel like are kind of looked glanced over as sort of like lol. Okay, you're just here while the nerds run the show behind the scenes. But I generally think Buck has made a huge difference on this team, like you mentioned. So don't be no Mickey Calloway, you know, sending pictures of his dong to people on the on the. <laughs> So, uh, but those are Lowell Mets. We are now we're 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 past that. We're we're we're, and now we move on to the divisional series. So we'll, we'll so instead of keeping everybody here for another four hours, we'll take a look at, at the four big cheeses here. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll let, let's let's see who's on. We'll talk about who's on the most uh, upset alert here. So obviously, your top four seeds uh, are the the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Houston Astros, and my New York Yankees. Uh, so, we'll, we'll start. I'll start with the uh, Kamado. Which of these four teams are do you have the least amount of confidence in uh, to make it to uh, you know to make to make the run Ooh. here? That is a really good question. Um, <laughs> it's hard because you know, both, all I, three teams have been really good this year. It's it's funny to say this because the the Dodgers I think kind of objectively have the hardest division series team to go up against in my opinion um projected I'm I'm going to say partially it's the hater in me Houston I'm going to go with Houston that's okay. wishful thinking, my friend. That's wishful. It's thinking. wishful, but it's it's partially the hater in me. I understand, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna be a contrarian and go with Houston. Yeah, I I, I want to go there too because you know I hate the Astros. Um, but <laughs> again, I, I do think where you, you look at the Dodgers, they definitely are. You know, they can make the run again, or the Dodgers have been known to fall flat on their face before. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again. You know, this is this isn't like the most. When I think of like how the Dodgers are able to like retool in the middle of the season, like you know, you get a Max Scherzer, you get a Trey Turner, you know, you get these you know, Manny Machado, you know, you get these guys in the middle of the season to help aid you in your playoff run. You know, they didn't really do that this year, you know, per se. You know, obviously their team is, is as you know is as good as it has been in forever. Again, 111 wins. Don't want to scoff at it, but mm-hmm. I do. You know, I, I do look at like what Komodo said. They definitely have the toughest opponent in the, the divisional round. Uh, but you know, this is this is this is my turn. I would be surprised if the Yankees went up there against whoever they have to play, and they lay a big fat fucking egg. Wouldn't be surprised. You know, we look for. I was, was going to say, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Komodo says this is a hard question. I'm like, well, one of these four teams had a pretty shitty second half. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, 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 the Cubs the had a better second half than the Yankees. Cub- well, but Cubs that's had, like, where I don't want to be like recency biased. <laughs> I feel sure. like I feel like that's where I get things wrong in the playoffs all the time. And I'm like, well, the Astros have been very, very good, so I'm gonna go with them. Sure. Like, I don't know. I again I this Yankee season has been a lot of fun to watch. Again, Aaron Judge is is not made by man. He is made by machines. Okay. Sixty two sculpted. Runs. Yeah, sculpted by the gods, <laughs> and and I don't know the the ghost of the ghost of the, the dead body of Roger Maris Jr. that they dragged around for the last you know three weeks. Like, like Aaron Judge is having in 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 
all time season. I can't wait to tell my kids that I watched this happen, you know, in, you know, in the real time. 62 home runs, 131 runs batted in, you know, barely missed out on a triple crown, all without, you know, you know, getting hurt in a contract year, you know. And it's it's been one of the the the, the greatest seasons I've I've seen in, in the New York sports area. And this team, again, that early early part of the season, John Carlos Stanton's lower body looks like it's functioning again. That's cool. Anthony Rizzo, mm-hmm. you know, is 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 raking to the short porch in left and right field. Love that. You know, I have to suffer th- through you know a hundred and however many at bats of Josh Donaldson this season, unfortunately. But <laughs> this team was putting it together for a while. You know, they were the best. They were talking one hundred twenty wins. We're talking about those Yankee teams of great in the late nineties. You know, mm-hmm. that were just that were just were fucking crushing it. And then the All Star break happened, and then they won eight <laughs> games in the month of August, and then the whole fucking thing fell apart. Now, granted, you can have that happen while you have a 12 game lead or a 15 game lead in the division and still recoup and still not lose the division or not let it get any closer than, you know, however, I think it was what, like five and a half games is the closest it got or something like that, you know, in the middle of the season or something. It got that close. It got, it got somewhere around that. I think they ended up winning the division by like eight and a half games or something like that. So, you know, they're able to, to, to write the ship you know, for a while. And again, a lot of that is on the back of, you know, you can you can blame a lot of things for that. You can say that, you know, Garrett Cole hasn't been the same pitcher since the sticky stuff, which he hasn't been. And you're paying Garrett Cole a shit ton of money to be the the best pitcher in baseball. And he's been very middle of the road, you know, the last season and a half. You know, Jameson Tyone has been incredibly inconsistent. Nestor Cortez Jr., love that guy. But he's pitching a career high in innings this year. And I don't always know what I'm going to get from Nestor. Am I going to get <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> the wiggles. It is very. You'll funny. get the wiggles. It's it's great. It's, it's when he gives up the base hit. But like I said, am I going to get first half of the season, Nestor, when you're nine and two and you're the best pitcher in baseball, or am I going to get like I said, middle of the road, hasn't pitched this late into a career, Nestor Cortez? You know what am I going to get out of out of Domingo uh, uh, Herman? I don't know. <laughs> and Frankie Montas is dead on arrival. So Clay Holmes was the best closer in baseball for the first half of the season. Has literally been dog shit, <laughs> for lack of a better term. You know, it, I'm using my New Yorkers a bit. He hasn't been terrible, but he's still he's not he's not shut down. He's not under some one ERA. Clay Holmes. So mm-hmm. Giancarlo Sand looks like my dad trying to swing a baseball bat up there now. He struck out like you know he's <laughs> hitting 141. And I mean again, he finished the season strong. You look and like Komodo was saying, you don't want to ride into recency bias because you look at you know look at who they're getting back, you know they they're they're able to get DJ LeMahieu back at the end of the season, and I think him not being there for most of the season has hurt. You know, people forget he was almost won the AL MVP a couple seasons ago. That has been one of the sneakiest best signings in baseball. You know, oh, yeah. uh, the, the oh, last yeah. like you know three or four years, Glaber Torres decided to start playing like the number one prospect he was five years ago, and stopped playing like a pedestrian baseball player all season. He's been raking the last month and a half. You know, John Carlos Stanton hit three home runs in, in, in the series against uh, you know the Rangers, so he's looking okay. They're probably going to get Ben Benintendi back, maybe by you know if, if I don't know if they put him on the postseason roster for this round or not. Uh, they don't I have to lock it in until the wild cards are over. So yeah, so like you know, so they, they're maybe getting Ben Benintendi back. Maybe they're getting the ghost of Matt Carpenter. Hello, AL <laughs> MVP Matt Carpenter. I don't know how the fuck they do it. I love that guy, and I hope the his stash, foot's okay. Dude. It's, it's 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 crazy. Like you know, not having him in the lineup has really fucking hurt this team. And I think if they can get him back, they get a healthy Benintendi back. 
you know, maybe my hot take is that they should uh, bench uh, Isaiah Conner for Leffa and let Oswald Peraza start at third, or excuse me, start at shortstop, uh, or put IKF at third because I can't. Again, I've we traded for Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson is not supposed to hit twelve home runs, fifty six RBIs. It has been, and what is his fucking excuse? He's been healthy all <laughs> season. I don't he's get old. it. He's he's thirty six. He's thirty six. Albert Pujols is ninety, and he's raking, raking. <laughs> like no, he no, had one on, foot, but he could be older than that. He he's could, ninety on his fake birthday. He could be ninety two. <laughs> it's true. He could be ninety two. He's had one foot, one foot for the last two seasons in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm just saying. So as been as much as I could, the Yankees make a deep run into the playoffs. You know, could Jameson Tyone again put up 13, 14 wins this season? Good for him. You know, another case of the Pittsburgh Pirates getting fleeced by other teams and trains. I'm all for it. I love it. So, like, you know, if if they can get this team to, to put it together, if Aroldis Chapman can turn back into 2016 Aroldis Chapman uh, for the then Chicago Cubs, uh, you know, I'd, 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 I'd be okay with that. Scott Efros, I'm down for him closing out games too. Like, my man looks like a stud. Efros is great. He's, you, got, you guys got a great picture in him. Five years of control. Five years of control. I love it. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't, I'm, I'm just like, there's there's so much that can go right for this New York Yankees team. However, there's mightily worse stuff that can go wrong. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think they could definitely bash their way to the championship series. But if they got to go against Houston again, I'm going to shit in every pair of pants that I have in my house. And I, I can't <laughs> do it again. I'm not strong enough. And now I will now gently get off my soapbox. Uh, thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to me uh, rant for the last uh, five minutes. So every Yankees fan gets one. <laughs> that felt good. I needed that. Who needs, who needs cigarettes? <laughs> uh, uh, we're just lucky you didn't do that on the L train. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Then somebody would try to sell me chocolate or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Any other thoughts on the uh, on the other teams you haven't mentioned yet? We have, we barely talked about the Astros. You know, we barely talked about the the Braves. You know, you guys got any outlanding? Well, we, can it, we see, I think can it's we clear we don't back? want to talk about the Astros. We're trying to we're trying to keep them out of our mind. They can run it back we, again. I wouldn't be surprised to see Astros Braves one more time. I'm tr- I'm tr- we're we're trying to summon anything other than Astros and Dodgers <laughs> in the World Series. That that is I, my rooting interest from home. Seattle sweep. Seattle sweet, Seattle sweet, baby. I'd be, I'd that, be all that's, for that's it. what's, that's what's going to happen somehow. The Mariners are going to, I don't even know how to finish the sentence. Of course, they're not <laughs> bang on the trash, bang on the trash cans harder. That's all I'm saying. So the the Dodgers and Astros are just so well rounded. They they do everything. They pitch great. They play amazing defense. They they hit the snot out of the ball. Like like there's nothing they 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 have the star power and they 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 have players that can carry you through a round. Like ima- imagine saying that the the Astros were going to lose Carlos Correa, right? They lost him to the Twins, and then the Twins are probably going to lose him again, probably to the Cubs. But that'll, that'll be later. Them. And and they <laughs> they don't the even them, but they won't. They don't even drop a beat. They they just keep. They're like, okay, call up the next stud shortstop and just keep the line going. It's, it's incredible the the talent factory they have churning in Houston. And you, you can say exactly the same thing about LA. They've been doing it for how long? Like ten years. They've been just consistently at the top. And well, the one thing that would be interesting about that matchup is this. I think this would be the first time they've met 
in a, they've met in the World Series a lot, but this is the first time they've met in the World Series since the scandal broke. So sure. that would be an interesting dynamic. That would be fun. That would be fun. I, I, I'm, the Astros should be forced to play the first game without jerseys on. I'm just saying. No buzzers, no trash cans. You know. Shirts versus skins. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah, why not? Why not? Make it happen. Um, yeah, I don't. Again, it's just it's it just makes me so mad. The Astros are just continued to somehow piece it together. Like you mentioned, they lose one of their 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 stars, and they're able to to, to replace them. For, I forget the it's like Pena. Jeremy Pena, which like, Jeremy Pena. I was. I we all we all knew a while coming that, that you know Correa probably wasn't coming back because Jeremy Pena. We were like, yeah. I mean, even if it's going to take him a couple more years to you know, hit at like a very good major league level rather than just like kind of average like he has been. I mean, the defense is there and it has been there for a while. And at the very least, when you put a guy like that at shortstop and you've got tons of other people that can cover for that in the lineup, like obviously Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve is back to being like an MVP. Um, Mm -hmm. And Alex Bregman... I will say the the one thing about the Astros that worries me the most is that Alex Bregman has not been his usual self this season. So no. therefore, yeah, that's, that's the one outlier. About, he's going to hit about fifteen home runs this season uh, in this postseason. Like, I, <laughs> it, it terrifies me. It does terrify me. Yeah, and I and I guess listen. The only rooting interest for me in the Astros, and there aren't many, is Dusty Baker because I'm a big Dusty fan. Uh, you know, I, I would love – and I, I, I'll just come out and say it. What Justin Verlander has been able to do this season is absolutely insane. Oh, age, yeah. 30, like age 39, lowest career ERA, like lead, led the league in the AL and wins. Like power to you, man. Like <laughs> I, I cannot – like I've hated facing Justin Verlander in every st- stretch of every postseason I've played between Detroit and Houston, and he's just – He's still got it somehow. You know, my man's completely turned his career career around somehow to probably, you know, and again, considering the guys that, that Houston had in that rotation between Cole and uh and Greinke and Verlander, I wasn't expecting Verlander to be the guy to out the out, you know, to outlast those guys. So mm-hmm. good on him. So if there's anything to root for, I'll root for that. But fuck everybody else. <laughs> so that's, that's where <laughs> I'm feeling here. More or less. Uh, any any World Series predictions? So, so we got, we've been going for about an hour and a half now. Any any any? Wh- what are we what are we predicting for our World Series? Come on, I'll I'll, I'll start with you. What, what what are yours? Where's your where's your head and or your heart at? I okay. My heart is at getting the most absolute nonsense World Series possible. The one that just if you went back in time, literally two years, everybody would be like, ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha yeah. I, I want to see my heart says Mariners and Mets. That would be the funniest <laughs> thing possible. The funniest thing absolutely possible. But my mind says I here's how I foresee the entire path going. It, it, Cleveland and Tampa Bay doesn't matter. I think that the Yankees will just wipe the floor with either of those teams. I think that Seattle, Toronto doesn't matter. Houston's gonna wipe the floor with either of those teams. It's gonna be Yankees and Astros in the ALCS. From there, I don't know what team makes it. If the Yankees can hit, then they can make it if the Astros are the Astros, then they'll make it fine. In the NL, I think if it's, I think it's going to be Astros if they have to play the Yankees again. I just don't think they can get yeah. over the hump. I don't, yeah. I don't think that there's really a whole lot of anybody in the AL that can beat the Astros. If I'm being frank, like I said, I was only being a hater when I said that I think they're the least likely to make the <laughs> run. I think they're almost certainly going to be in the World Series. And on the other side, 
I'll say this. I think that the NLCS will come down to uh, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. I think that the Dodgers will probably end up beating like the Mets and then the Cardinals will beat the Braves because of course it has, it has to, it has to be that the cold, hard analytic facts of the Dodgers go up against the pure baseball magic. That is the, <laughs> the, the, the St. Louis Cardinals. And we're just going to get to watch Moneyball versus the field of dreams in the NLCS. And then whichever, whichever just world is the right world that we live in, that team will go to the world series and lose to the Astros. It brings, brings it all the way back home to Chris Pratt if we're talking money ball. So somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just kind of looking at that movie. <laughs> I think so does Scott Hatterborough. Uh, Scott Hatterborough, excuse me. Uh, yep. Also, just kind of looking at this, looking at the Fangrass roster here, I don't know what I find more surprising, that Jose Altuve is only 32 or that uh, Yuri Gurriel is almost 39 years old. <laughs> like, I had no idea he was yeah. that old. And Jose Altuve is played in Cuba but, forever. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I see. I don't know, man. I, th- I definitely think the Yankees and, and the Astros like kind of cakewalked their way to the ALCS. And I don't know, maybe the Yankees turn it on. You know, again, if Glaber Torres continues to, to play like you know the the player he was in 2019, All Star, you know, top prospect in, in the system. You know, if he can if he can continue to play at the pace that he's been playing at. Then I think Tats he's he's a he's a big X factor here. Who you got closing on games is going to be a big X factor. Fangrass has three players listed the closers for the Yankees. None of them are Clay Holmes or or Aldis Chapman. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think whoever's at, at the back end of that bullpen is going to be huge. And I I I would not be surprised if it was another you know uh, Astros versus somebody, whether it be the Braves or the, the Dodgers. I'm hoping it's not, I'm hoping it's the Cardinals just for the memes and, you know, <laughs> to watch, you know, stern mold on Twitter. The next <laughs> few weeks, so I'm, I'm a little afraid of the Cardinal devil magic versus the Braves, but I, I think the Braves will eke it out just because they've been, again, we've talked about them incredibly little on this. They're Somehow, great. We, we, we backed up, some to, we, we didn't talk about Houston at all, so we backed up them. Now now we got to talk about the Braves. Yeah. They, they do, again, they do no wrong. They, they just yep. play such Kyle Wright led the league in wins, 19 wins. You know, uh, Austin Riley continuing to rake. Dansby Swanson. Spencer played, Strider? Yeah. Holy all these games. And, very, very good. And Dansby Swanson, again, we're talking about players playing very well in a contract year. Dansby, you know, Farron Judge didn't break, you know, AL records set 61 years ago. Uh, you know, we'd also be talking about Dansby Swanson much more because mm-hmm. he's been playing very well in, in what's a contract year for him as well. Like, that team is just so well put together. Uh, the <laughs> Travis Darno has become the prospect that he was supposed to be with the Mets. You know, with the uh, <laughs> with the Braves. He wasn't even you know. that bad with us. Like, <laughs> he he's, just I, I agree. Like, the world. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the next coming of, uh, who am I thinking of? Who's the best, who's, who's, who's the best catcher? Mike in Piazza? Yeah. That guy. Or Gary Carter. Either one of those two. Josh Tolley. Yeah. There we go. Oh yeah. Josh Tolley. Of course. <laughs> Caught a no hitter, you know, just saying. So <laughs> how many no hitters in Mike Piazza catch with the Mets? Exactly. <laughs> Where's that New York sports radio argument? So <laughs> how many no hitters have the Mets had? I mean, like, <laughs> Uh, two. <laughs> now, two. Well, yeah. two. <laughs> like I'll say, I, this. I'm, Carl, with, I'm with Jeff Passan, and that combined no hitters mean nothing. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm down to bully the combined no hitters gang. Speaking of fifty year old 
sports caster takes. <laughs> old, yeah. old man I'm yelling at cloud takes. I said it. I'm not a traditionalist, <laughs> but I am. I, I'm with that one. That that's not quite as. I think that Johansson. I think that says less about one pitcher having a very good performance and more that man the other team really sucked that day. Yep. <laughs> Johan Santana blew out his arm to throw a no hitter. Just saying. So. Boy, was that one good though. You know, my dad was supposed to be on the radio for that one, and he missed it to go up to my sister's graduation that night. Your sister and he was literally yourself. he was literally sitting there in the stands like we were at dinner, and he was looking at his phone, just going like. I I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know man. who's the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hate to see it. Uh, also, one last uh, Yankees thing. I think we're talking about players that are important to watch in the postseason. Uh, Glaber Torres is one of them, and uh, uh, Luis Severino is the other one. Uh, he, mm. just saying, Nestor, and, Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino, definitely two players you're looking at. They finished the season very, very strong in their last starts. So I think if that rotation can write itself, you know, again, Garrett Cole's going to give him his four runs and all that other shit. You know, like I think if those if those few guys can get their shit together, I think the I'll be okay. I'll be happy for a series, maybe. Or then I'll or, and then I'm just going. It's going to be a long winter. It's going to be a nuclear winter, mm-hmm. truthfully. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that's that that wraps things up for me. Any, any other uh, large takes of the, of the baseball uh, playoffs? You guys, uh, you guys want to talk about any, any anything else? You, you guys are, are itching to get off your chest. I'll just give the uh, my my quick rundown. I think it'll be uh, Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers. I, lean, I said lean Padres, right? Yeah, so the so Dodgers, Padres, and I think both of those could go to Game Five. But I think it will be the one two seed Braves and Dodgers. Dodgers probably eke that out on the National League side. Uh, Yankees could. But my, my problem is, so you, you mentioned all those guys, right? Like, one of them's Aaron Judge, and the rest of them are the rest of them, right? On the That's Yankees. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so if Aaron Judge doesn't get any help at all, I feel like either Cleveland or Tampa Bay could take that series. It would be scary. Yeah, but, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh it's probably again just gonna be. I think it's so it's so safe to just say that the one and two seeds each make it to the championship series. Right? They're so they, much better been, than most of the other teams too, though. Like that's yeah, they've that's been so kind fundamentally of why it feels sound. that way. But uh, aside from like, my differentiation from from Kimona's take is that I think Dodgers take it over Astros if it comes to it, and I think they take it in six. I, I, I would like to watch com- the Dodgers win or- take it. I would be okay watching the Dodgers win a real World Series. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is just old man yelling at Cloud's time. Okay. Yeah. But but my dream, my first dream time, World long series. time. <laughs> <laughs> my my dream. I think that if they is... do the robot umpire, I'm gonna jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I can't believe New Yorkers actually sound like that too. That's the funniest. Yes, part. They do. That's the, if people think we're making this shit up. They do. These people are fucking crazy. So someone said. Someone said once I was listening. To, I think it was like Michael Kerr, like one of the shows I was listening to. But they're just like they should. It's like someone should like hurt like Noah Syndergaard for like throwing an Aaron Judge or something. And I'm just like what? What is wrong with you people? That's a projectile. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard that mic'd up clip of Terry Collins getting ejected, by the way? Oh, God, it's so good. 
Oh, it's fucking hilarious. You gotta give us a shot. <laughs> you gotta give us a shot. <laughs> Terry, 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 Terry. <laughs> I just love those are just, like, just trying to throw a fucking fastball. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. <laughs> Sir, if you haven't seen this, I'm going to send it to you. It's very funny. Yeah, send, send it to me. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen this. It's a landmark one. I remember I was eating at a Chewy's with my mom when I was watching that game. And I, I stood up and I nearly <laughs> I nearly flipped the, the chip basket. I was like, why did they just eject him from the game? Of course also, he was going to throw behind Chase Utley. He killed Ruben Tejada. <laughs> yeah. talk, talk about landmark moments in in Mets rooting histories. Every Mets fan remembers where they were during Terry Collins. No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate Chase Utley forever. I did. I couldn't care less that Chase Utley was like a good player on the Phillies or whatever. Like I don't really care about rivalries like that. And I hate the Braves for a reason other than they're the other good team in the division. I hate them because watching their games is very annoying, and I hate their fans. But that's, that's a different true. thing. I hate Chase Sutley because he broke Ruben Tejada's leg, not because he was good for the Phillies. I wasn't even a Mets fan back when he played for the Phillies. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that's either here nor there. Also, Terry Collins, you can hear him <laughs> on, uh, on the WFAN uh, calling games with uh, Bowie. So that's fun. Yeah, WCBS now. Oh, excuse me. It's whatever. I don't listen yeah. to that station. Right, I only on, I only any- know because I, I like to I like to think about it, right? I play MLB the show and I like, you know, strike a guy out in the ending and I'm like, we'll be right back on the WCBS Mets Radio Network driven by your tri haunted I'm just like I do the whole thing yeah. and then I come back and I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, tell me more about tires I can get when I'm in Terrytown, New York, when I'm nowhere near there. Uh <laughs> all right, go on. Anything else you want to add to 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 the to the MLB playoffs? Any other hot takes or predictions you want to throw out here? Uh, well, I mean, if there's anything I'd like to add to the playoffs, it would be the Baltimore Orioles. But short of that, uh, no, I'm just excited to see what happens. And I hope that we get like, honestly, aside from Cardinals over Braves, which I just I, I feel in my bones that it's going to happen. <laughs> I would just like to see any one of the other series result in some kind of upset in the ALDS just to give me something to feel. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. I'm, Ideally, I'm the Astros won, but I mean, ideally, I do think that's wishful thinking on our. Oh, part. If the Astros lose in the ALDS, I'm lighting a couch on fire. I will buy a couch and light it on fire. <laughs> like I swear to God, I'll do it. Like you know how like Philly fans when they won the Super Bowl, like you were like eating horse shit from the police horses. Like that'll be me. <laughs> Except I won't do it. Philadelphia sports fans are, are strange people. I don't associate with them because I'm not one of them. But they're weirdos. <laughs> Maybe I do think for something Utley for being a good player in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Maybe my opinion has changed. Well, that being said, um, yeah, go Yankees. I'm going to be a homer the whole way through. And please resign Aaron Judge. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Don't let him walk. <laughs> 40 million a year, baby. Get ready. He's going to make just, banks. If he goes to the Giants, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I give up. I give up. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> If he, if he, if he, all right. Here's the thing: if you let Aaron Judge walk and you don't trade for both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's yeah. I'll that's give you Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, Anthony Volpe, Trajan uh, and Duhar. Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> Miguel and Duhar. That's an MLB the Show trade you're making right here. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll give you Michael K. I'll give you the field reporter. Um, I'll give you. I'll, I'll just make something happen. Just don't look, just reset Aaron Judge, please. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. This is a lot of fun. I figured yeah. it's time we need to get some fresh blood in, in, in the podcast. And I figured we're all like minded baseball fans. So uh, this is a lot of fun. I also messaged you both at like three in the morning to do this. So you guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys are the best for being up that uh, late. So. I wasn't staying. Somebody up with let me talk anxiety. about I baseball. Was I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> yeah, baseball. <laughs> All right, so we'll go around the horn and plug ourselves. Uh, Komoda, uh, plug ourselves. Wow, uh, plug our things that we do. Komoda, where can the people at home on the internet find you and the many things that you do? Because you are literally all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm in a few places. You can, I mean, just if you go to my Twitter at that Komoda, you can just kind of keep up to date with things there. Uh, I, I'm going to be on like an improv game show this weekend. Um, Ooh. Uh, my, nice. I, I'm in anime dubs. Uh, my character in Overlord is in the next couple of episodes, for better or for worse, if you're familiar yeah. with the show and the dub. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's some Smash tournaments around as well, but I mean, I'll be I'll be doing what I do. Yeah, it's all about the Mets, baby. <laughs> it is all about the Mets. Let's go. Forget this. I don't care about that. I care about this. <laughs> Multiple hey. hats. A lot of <laughs> stir. Uh, let let the well, thank again. Thank you for for joining us from Chicago Lane. Where can the people find you? Uh, what, uh, what, I can't. I can't be out hatted. Here's my here's my stack. <laughs> you have invested uh, me. It doesn't contribute except for this VHS copy of Pokemon, the first movie. That's all I have <laughs> to contribute to. <laughs> hey, a flex is a flex is a flex, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Lord Sturm. That's L O R D S T U R M, as in Mary, 473. Everyone messes up the spelling of it because that's uh, named after the antagonist of Advance Wars 1 and 2, the, the uh, remakes that we're never going to get on Nintendo Switch. So yeah, those are never time. coming out. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can find out what I'm up to there. I'm not really up to much really until the end of the year. I've been quite busy with my job, but I'll, you'll, I poke around at like, you know, the uh, the Ignition Weekly over here in Chicago. Every once in a while, I'll do some commentary. Uh, I'll be tweeting my thoughts about all of the time I'm going to be spending on my last couple of vacation days. I'm mostly probably going to spend on video games that are coming out, like God of War and uh, God of War and uh, Warhammer Darktide. That one's going to be freaking sweet. Ooh. So I'll just be posting my my impromptu thoughts and reviews over there. So yeah, you can follow me there. Uh, I'll be watching the games along with y'all. So we'll uh, also have some thoughts on those. Yeah, and I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna make sure to have this uploaded by the time the first games go live tomorrow. So that way I don't date myself. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, you guys can check me out at Koopa NJ across platforms. Again, I've been a little dormant in terms of esports stuff recently, but I've, uh, you know, between I also start, I'm starting a new job and I'm also moving out of my house uh, at the end of the month, so I'm a little busy. But you guys can check me out uh, on the internet. I'll be tweeting about the various things that are coming out the next couple. Of uh, weeks we got some fun contests of coming up i'm finally getting caught up on all the backlogs of coofed up content so uh you know so i'll probably have a, a she hulk review uh come out in a couple weeks uh talk about the mario trailer pokemon and sonic come out in a, in a few weeks so i'm gonna be the most obnoxious person to be friends with uh, <laughs> ever on planet earth uh so 
Uh, and yeah, and uh, I will be molding on Twitter as my, as you know, as Giancarlo Sam goes uh, one for 15 in the ALDS. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, but that's that all. one follow- hits 490 feet. I just his, his I just hate the way his stance looks. It looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> he looks like he's swinging like he has to take a shit all the time. <laughs> Why are your legs so brittle, Giancarlo Stanton? Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. We had to get one more Yankees rant in for the road. <laughs> Frazier for, for, for Duval always says no. Frazier for Duval, yeah. <laughs> now he's who's now play, batting fifth for the Pittsburgh fucking Pirates because the Yankees couldn't do anything with them. Whatever. I'm done. That's it. That's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. Follow Coop the Pot on Twitter and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Good night, everybody. Uh, let's go, Yankees. Woo. Mets.